Hello and welcome to John Cronshaw's Author Diary for the week ending October 15th, 2017. I've been doing a lot of writing this week. I uh, mentioned in the last diary that I was going to start a collaborative project with two other people and that it would be a post-apocalyptic series. I've written the first seven chapters for the first draft of the first novel and I've got 20 chapters in all to write so that's coming along nicely. I also did a second draft for a story for an anthology I'm doing called Perfectly Blue and Perfectly Square, which is the one I mentioned last week about space cats. I ended up cutting about 2,000 words from the story, so it's now hovering around 5,000. And I think I've got to the core of what the story is about. I'm a little bit concerned at the minute that the ending isn't quite what it should be. I have the events how I want them, but it's just kind of getting that gut punch that you need that's not quite there yet. So next week I'm going to try and do a third draft of that, maybe redraft the ending and tighten up the prose. In other news, I was on the Fantasy Fiends podcast this week. I was mainly talking about my short story collection, Her Name Was Red, and we had a discussion about the many faces of addiction. Now because this happened at 5.30 Pacific time, it basically meant that it was starting at 1.30 in the morning for me. And I've got a young son who I have to take to school every morning, so I usually get up at 7 o'clock, so I am not used to staying up that late. And I think it probably comes across on the show that I was a bit tired. But I had a lot of fun doing it. I think Andy and Steve, who run the show, do a really great job. It's worth checking out. So that's the Fantasy Fiends podcast. This week I've been reading a really cool novel, actually. It's by a guy called Brian McKellen. And it's a fantasy novel. um, And it's the first in a series. It's called Promise of Blood. And the series is called Powder Mage. And this is basically, I think it's what you'd call flintlock fantasy. So instead of being the generic medieval settings that you get in a lot of fantasy novels, this one's set a bit later. It's kind of at the turn of the Industrial Revolution. And so you've got a lot of issues with things like guns and unions and uh, workers' rights, that kind of thing. So it's, it's really interesting and I really like how the story's going. I mean, I've I started it only a few days ago and I'm already about 80% through. I'm really kind of getting through it and I'm really enjoying the drift of the story. I think if the ending's satisfying then I'll probably just go straight on to book two as I'm really enjoying the way the magic system works. You've essentially got three different types of magic going on and there's a kind of traditional wizard magic which is people who are called the privileged and you get people who are called knacks. They have a knack for a certain thing, a talent, a proficiency for a particular thing and then there's these powder mages which are basically people have an affinity with gunpowder And so you've got a conflict between the traditional magic and the kind of new forms of magic that are emerging because of the society. So it is a really interesting and well-told story. I think the writing's great. Really recommend that, really enjoying that. Last week I mentioned that I wanted people to get in touch with their questions, and I've had a few already, so that's fantastic. Eric Cooper asked, where do you get your ideas and can I subscribe to the Idea Bank too? Ideas don't make a story, ideas are cheap. You can get ideas anywhere, look around you. You know, we spend a lot of time finding distractions in our lives and I think we need to give ourselves permission to daydream, to have a bit of quiet, to go for a walk and not listen to anything and not have any other distractions apart from our own thoughts. I mentioned last week that I read a short story, an essay and a poem every single day and doing things like that is always giving me new ideas, fresh ways of doing things. And I think if you're a writer... You shouldn't be short of ideas. They're out there. You just need to make the connections. You know, walk around with a notepad, jot things down on your phone. I send myself text messages all the time when I come up with ideas. 
I think the worst thing you can do is sit down and think, right, I need to come up with an idea. That's not going to work. It doesn't work for me. My best ideas come out of the blue or when I'm talking to other people or reading a story. So if you're watching a movie and thinking to yourself, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. Okay, there's your idea. You start with that. When I first started writing, one of the things I used to do was cut up bits of paper that had things I liked on. Because, you know, a lot of fiction is promoted as like, oh, it's like Game of Thrones meets Indiana Jones or, you know, there'll be a cultural shorthand to explain what a story is about. So I used to rummage through a bag of names of different things that I liked and tried to come up with a mashup idea like that. I mean, that didn't work for me. I did a project with that idea and it got abandoned. I mean, that's probably saying more about me than it does the idea itself, but there are lots of different ways you can generate ideas. Lynn Sheridan asked a specific question about one of the characters in my Wizard of the Wasteland series, Abel, are described as wearing a red cap, and he asked whether the cap has anything written on it and what the significance is. Now, I've never thought of the cap having anything written on it, and when I was thinking about the character, I wanted something that you could immediately recognise the character with, that it was one of the things that you could picture. I think this was just something that I probably took from the simpsons i think bart simpson's got a lucky red hat and i kind of like that idea of a character being attached to a lucky red hat that's what i've got in my story lynn also asked whether the apocalypse in my wasteland series was caused by donald trump now as i wrote addict to the wasteland night of the wasteland and most of wizards of the wasteland before donald trump was elected i'll have to say no but i don't know maybe ask me again in a year Sherry Arnold asked where I get my inspiration as an author. Now, I think this is the same answer as to Eric's from everywhere, from life. I used to work as a reporter. I've been to court cases. I've been to council meetings. I've interviewed prime ministers. I've spoken to criminals. I've spoken to victims. I've dealt with lots of different people from different walks of life, and I've listened to their stories. And I think all that inspires what I do. Next question is, what made you decide to write? I don't think that was a decision I ever made. I've always had the urge and the drive to express myself creatively. And so when I was growing up from the age of 10, I learned how to play guitar. And so throughout my teenage years, I was doing stuff in bands. And while I was doing that, I'd be writing stories with friends. Then later on, I moved on to making art and still making music. And throughout that, I was doing lots of things like feature writing and journalistic writing. I think really it was somewhere around 2015 when I decided that I wanted to be a novelist, that I wanted to write long-form fiction. And I think this was a combination of things at a difficult time in my life and just kind of reassessing and really thinking about what I wanted to do and where I saw myself. And one of the things that I kept coming back to was I really want to write fantasy and science fiction and live by the sea because at the time we were living in Leeds, which is a uh, city in the UK. And so me and the wife sold the house and moved to Morecambe, which is a cheap seaside town on the West Coast. And now I write science fiction and fantasy, so it's great. And Sherry's final question is, what would be the best advice you could give to a new or aspiring author? Learn your craft, learn how to write, know that when you start, it looks easy, you've experienced stories all your life, it's not easy to write a novel. The first novel you write is probably going to be bad, but that's good, you need to finish it and you need to learn from it. I think learning how to let go of that first novel is really important. I mentioned last week that I spent far too long writing an epic science fiction story that was a complete mess, and I must have rewrote it and redrafted it a few dozen times. 
And one day I just thought, I need to draw a line and be done with it. And so that's it, it's done. It's finished with. It was really hard to do that because it was a culmination of all the different things that I wanted to put in a novel all my life into one thing, which is why it didn't work, because it was too complicated and it was way beyond my skills as a writer. So I suppose don't be afraid to mess up and keep looking forward. So if you've got any questions that you want to ask yourself, please email me at johncronshawauthor at gmail.com. All my spellings and links to things like Facebook pages and Amazon pages are in the show notes. I'm just a few weeks away now from releasing King of the Wasteland, so I'm getting a bit nervous, a bit twitchy, but I think it's going to be okay. Let's hope. (laughs) So until next time, cheerio. 